Many of you have heard the phrase, you are who you hang with. Probably all of us, right? Heard that a lot growing up, and uh, uh, I'll be honest, it never really struck me as that profound, uh, mainly because I thought as Christians I'm supposed to be around people that uh, don't come to church. You know, hopefully it goes both ways. And uh, <clears throat> so I, I kind of struggled with that uh, growing up because I had a lot of friends who never went to church, and I wanted to be Jesus to them. And in the ways that I succeeded, I'm sure it was only because of the grace of God. And the ways in which I failed were covered by the grace of God. But the story of friendship that has gripped me ever since I first heard it is actually the passage that Lori talked about um, in her uh, children's message from Luke chapter 5. The friends who lowered their sick friend through a roof. They cut a hole in a roof of a building and lowered their friend down right above Jesus. And that's, that's the question that I gotta ask myself is, do I have friends that would do that for me? And are there people in my life that I would do that for? Those are, those are the kind of friends I want. I want the friends who aren't afraid to do something crazy because they know it's the right thing. Friends can be life-giving, so important. And I have some lifelong friends and so does Pastor Scott, and so does Bruce. One of them is with us this morning, and his name is Jim Cernaro? Cernero. Cernero. Ah, ah, I'm sorry. You can try and pronounce my last name later. Good luck. <laughs> uh, he is uh, joining us, and I'm so excited that he's going to be bringing God's word. Um, you already uh, heard from the, the kids' message that we're talking about, uh, the Lord who heals. And I just want to put this out there. I always feel like it's, it's important when things seem a little too perfectly timed that this has been planned for like three months. Like Scott and I were talking about this Sunday in April. And so it's not like we're like, okay, we're going through a hard time as a church. Let's talk about how God is a healer. But no, God's providence and grace prepared us for this moment that we could have an uplifting message exactly when we need it. And so if you would, uh, put your hands together. Welcome Jim up front. Jim, it's so good to have you. Thank you for being here. I'll get this for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is so good to be with you again. I love this series that Pastor Scott has you in about the names of Jesus He's known by so many names, but one of the names that I love is that he's the healer. Amen. He said in his word, I am the God that healeth thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word and healed your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. And you know what, church? He's still the same God who heals. The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the highs of life and in the lows of life, he's there to be our comfort. He's there to be our healer. And his promise is that he will never leave us 
nor forsake us. Can you say praise God for that this morning? So I'm honored, and my wife Mindy, we're honored to be here with you again today. As uh, Pastor John said, uh, we thank God for the friendship that has endured with Pastor Scott and Tammy for many, many years, and we are humbled to be with you today, and uh, also with our dear friends Bruce and Lisa that we cherish and thank God for, and I know you are blessed to have them here in this church. Can you say praise God for that? If I could have a little more in the monitor, that would be great. But you know, church, as Pastor John said, God knows exactly what's going to happen from the beginning to the end. And in his divine providence, he orders our steps and he lines things up when we cannot even understand what's ahead. He knows what we're going to need, and he's a God of all comfort. He's a God of all grace, even when we scratch our heads and we have questions. And by the way, it's okay to ask questions, but I've learned one thing, as the old song said, when answers aren't enough, there's Jesus. Amen? And he is here with us, even though you as a church have gone through a, a horrific tragedy in the last couple of weeks. You know, I was in contact with Michelle for several months. As Pastor John said, this has been planned for a couple of months. And, and then to hear the news coming through Lisa and Bruce to us about the tragedy, it was stunning to us. And we know that it's been a tremendous loss for the church. And of course, for Dave, we've been praying for him and the family. And we know that it's one of those things that we just sometimes want to say why Lord, but we know that he's a God of grace and he's a God that heals. I think and I often think about the story of Ruth in the Bible. Does anybody remember the story of Ruth in the Bible? And she, she was the daughter-in-law of Naomi, a woman who knew a lot about loss. Naomi had gone to a foreign land with her husband Elimelech, and after a period of time, her husband died. And then 10 years later, both of her sons die. So Naomi knew about loss. And each one of us on our journey in our Christian life are going to face loss of some degree. But I'm always struck by what it says in Ruth chapter 1 verse 7. When you get home, you might want to look it up. But she of course, as you know, the story goes, talk to her two daughter-in-laws, and one decided to stay with her and go back to the, the homeland, to Judah. And that was, of course, Ruth, but the other went back to her people. But there's a phrase in that passage that strikes me every time I read it. It says, they returned to Judah. After this terrific, horrific loss, both from the mother-in-law and the daughters, they returned to Judah. You know that the word Judah in the word of God means worship. It means praise. And I was struck by the fact that the key to our recovery church is to go back to the place of praise. Go back to a place of worship, even when we don't understand, yet I praise you, Lord. Even though I don't see why, I praise you and I give you the glory. And I can tell you that God will begin a work of healing and recovery, even as you as a church continue in worship and praise and continue to grieve. You know that the comfort of the Holy Spirit will be 
be with you in the days ahead. Can you say amen, church? I want to also remind you of the scripture found in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22. It says that the word of God is life. Can you say the word life? And it's health. Say health, please. The word of God is life and health. As we speak the word of God, as we read the word of God, as we hear the word of God, even this morning, healing and life are flowing in this place today. I don't know all of the needs that are represented here today. I suppose if I went with the mic to every one of you, you could each say a need of healing of some sort. But I do know that the Word of God promises that as His Word goes forth, healing goes forth. So I want to encourage you to be receptors of your healing and your deliverance and whatever it is you need from the throne of God as we are here today, praising His mighty name. We sang it just a moment ago, but that scripture, I am the God that healed thee, is the word of the Lord. There it is on your, your wall right there. And I love that Pastor Scott has the names of the Lord on the wall so that you and I can be reminded of the uh, healing nature of our Lord Jesus Christ. But that, that was the Lord speaking to the children of Israel just after they had been delivered out of the bondage of Egypt. And three days into their journey, they've been without water, they've been without food, they've been thirsty, and they come to a river, a brook, and lo and behold, the water is bitter and cannot be drunk. It cannot, be, it cannot satisfy because it's not something that they can drink. How many know that through in life, there are bitter circumstances that we come across? And sometimes they, they are very, uh, very sour experiences. And the only way to find deliverance is calling on the name of the Lord. And the Lord spoke and gave Moses an instruction. And he said, throw this wood into the river. And the moment you do, the waters will be healed. Isn't that such an amazing and glorious picture of the cross of Jesus Christ when we throw the cross into the middle of our bitter circumstances he releases his healing power that was provided on the cross of Jesus Christ praise God so if you need emotional healing today throw the cross into that midst this morning. Receive the cross, the healing of the cross. If you need a physical healing, I believe God is going to touch and heal in this place today because he's the God who heals. And he said, I will put none of the diseases, referring to the 10 plagues that he put onto the children of Israel. And then he ends that passage of scripture in that verse in Exodus 15, 26. He says, I am the Lord that heals you. He is still the Lord who heals, and he will not change. And we can hold on to his declaration over us in the reverses, in the challenges, in the bitter waters of life. We can know that the Spirit of the Lord can bring healing. Can you say praise God? Hallelujah. He is the healer. And I love that his Holy Spirit also has names the spirit of the lord is named in the scriptures 
the Comforter. I'd like to read a scripture for you found in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, that many of you are quite familiar with. It was the prophet Isaiah prophesying of the character and of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ and the very words that the Lord Jesus Christ would speak when he would come to earth. And it's recorded for us later that Jesus actually spoke these words in Matthew. But here's what prophetically Isaiah prophesied about the Lord. He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. I believe all of that is going to happen in this service this morning because the Lord Jesus Christ is here and he spoke it and he does not lie. Can you say amen to that? Amen. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion. Zion is wherever the people of God are. Amen. And you are part of Zion. Don't think Old Testament because this is the ministry of Jesus that Isaiah was prophesying. To console all who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Did you know you were a tree? Turn to your neighbor and say, good morning, tree. You're a tree of righteousness, and you are the planting of the Lord this morning. And I like to call this passage of Scripture God's divine exchange plan. How many of you ladies like to shop, and you go to the store, and you pick out this and this and this, all the while knowing that when you come home, you probably are going to exchange a few pieces because you don't like the way they look or or it looks different in the mirror at home than it did in the store i don't know about your wives gentlemen but i know that my wife will sometimes do that and uh you know what with god when we bring our ashes to him thank god his word says he exchanges beauty hallelujah and this is an ashes experience in the time of bell isle church but I want to encourage you this morning that we are going to exchange it for the beauty that only the Lord Jesus Christ can bring at it, out of it because he said in his word, he will work all things together for his good. Even the sorrowful things, even the painful, bitter things, God has a plan. God has purposes. And no, he didn't cause them. No, he didn't send them, but in his divine promises, providence, he will work them together as only he can do, and he will turn it around. And what the enemy 
meant for evil, God will bring glory and honor for the kingdom of God. Can you say praise God this morning? God will do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think as we come to him this morning. And he will take those ashes and bring beauty. He will give us the spirit of worship for the spirit of mourning. I remember when my father passed away, it's almost 30 years ago now, and my mother, as any wife who loved her husband, went through a terrible season of grief. And one day she said to me, Jim, as I was in worship, as I was before the throne of grace, it was like that grief just lifted off of me. And although I still missed your father and Estoa, and it, although I still miss the times we had together, the heaviness came off of me. And I want to prophesy, if I may, this morning that God is going to lift the heaviness off of this church and off of even our dear brother Dave as we've been praying for him. I know I can't imagine and I know you can't imagine what he's gone through in the last couple of weeks and is going through, but I do know that the Lord, by his spirit of comfort, the comforter has been there with him and as you have been lifting him up before the throne of grace, God has been pouring in the comfort of the Holy Spirit and exchanging it for his grace and his beauty and giving him the garment of praise. How do you praise when you go through a tragedy? How do you praise? It's only by the Spirit of the Lord. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage, and I know this is a little different message this morning, and I know this is a little different service this morning, but is it okay if we allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in the service today? Amen. Because he wants to heal. He came. He sent his word to heal today. I'm so grateful that God was not only concerned about our physical healing, but he was also and is also concerned about our emotional and our mental healing. In fact, the word of God says that he, his healing encompasses every facet of our life and being. Isaiah prophesied it again. Who doesn't love the book of Isaiah, right? A powerful prophetic book. But he said in his word, surely he has borne our griefs and surely he has carried our sorrows. And then, of course, it says, and yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. Do you know that that word surely has borne our griefs in the original Hebrew actually means diseases of all kinds, whether it be physical or mental. It means diseases if you look it up in the Hebrew. And when it says carried our sorrows, it doesn't only mean emotional sorrow. It means your pains. The literal word for that word is pains. So Jesus Christ on the cross carried your sickness and your pain and your disease, whether it be physical or mental. And he put the word surely there, I believe, for a reason. Because he wanted us to know that he's still the God who heals. Amen. In Jesus' day, 
they had no problem receiving the fact that he was a healer. But when he said he was the son of God and the savior, then they wanted to crucify him. Today, it's kind of the reverse. Many people don't have a problem receiving that he can be the savior, but they don't believe he heals anymore. But I see in the word of God, he's a God who heals and will never, ever change in his character. Praise his name. And he's provided that. And I think that's why he stuck the word surely there so that you and I could know absolutely, definitely, without a doubt, I have borne your grief. I've carried your sorrow. I've taken your sickness and I've taken your pain. You know, if you study that passage a little further, the word born actually means drove away. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? He drove away your anxiety. He drove away your bondage. He drove away your sickness in the name of Jesus. And we claim the word of God. We can expect that he will do just that. Hallelujah. What a savior. What a mighty God we serve. And he went on to say he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The, the Hebrew actually says crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement or the penalty of our sin was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Say I am healed today. You might think well now Jim, that's hypocritical to say I'm healed when I know the doctor pronounced this over my body or I'm feeling this symptom in my body or I'm having this pain. Isn't it hypocritical to say, isn't it denying reality to say I'm healed? No, because we serve the God who calls things which are not as though they are. Just as he said to Abraham, a man of faith whom God used mightily and God had made him become the father of all who believe. Did you know you're a child of Abraham today? And your inheritance in Christ Jesus is an unwavering, unstaggering faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who will do exceeding abundantly above all you can even imagine according to the word of God. And he will do even what you cannot see, even when you can't see any glimpse of it here on the earth, God has already ordained for it to be on earth as it is in heaven in your life. Hallelujah. The Bible says we can call what's in heaven to earth. Let me ask you a question this morning. Is there poverty in heaven? Is there sickness or disease in heaven? Is there mental anxiety or oppression of any kind in heaven? No, Jesus told us to pray that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. And I believe, church, he wants us to receive our deliverance and our healing today as we're in his glorious presence. Glory to his name because he's the God who changes not. The word of God says that he has given us his peace. He says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. That word peace, as you well know, is the word shalom in the Hebrew language. 
Bruce and Lisa, Mindy and I have been to Israel several times, many times actually. And when they greet you, they greet you with the word shalom. But shalom is way more than a greeting. When I come to you, Angelo, and I say shalom, I'm not just greeting you. You know what I'm doing? I'm pronouncing the blessing of the wholeness of the Lord on you. So I want you to remember that because that word shalom means total well-being. Say total well-being. See, the sozo salvation in Greek is the word sozo is for the total man. Every part of you was became became a new creature in Christ Jesus when you were accepted the Lord Jesus Christ the savior the healer into your life and so you can believe God for total well-being that includes your body that includes your mind that includes your emotions that includes your finances that includes your marriage and every part of your being and aspect of your life would you turn to someone and pronounce shalom on them in the name of Jesus this morning and receive it now receive it that's a that's a declaration of the promise of the Lord for your heart and life you don't have to walk out of those those doors without the peace of the Lord. And by the way, the peace, that word I leave, when he said, I leave with you, he said, I bequeath you like you leave an inheritance to your children. That's what the Lord left for us. He wants us to receive it as our inheritance and to not walk one single day without the assurance that he will bring about total well-being in our lives. This church ever give a clap offering? I, I think I think the word of God is mighty. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be free to praise God in, in this room this morning because we serve such a mighty God. I think about the seven times that the Lord Jesus Christ's blood was shed. Each one of those seven times was significant. The first time the blood of Jesus was shed was when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. We've been there. It's a beautiful place. And the Bible tells us he was in such agony, such turmoil mentally and emotionally, knowing what he was about to face that the Bible says he sweat great drops of blood from his brow. The brow speaks of our emotions. So I believe the blood of Jesus Christ was shed and spilt that day for yours and my emotional healing. Can you say praise God? There's some who believe that you got to go digging well into your past and unearthing all of the trauma and the things that have happened. And yes, therapy can be helpful. I'm not bashing that. But I want to declare today that the healer is inside of you if you know Jesus Christ and he can heal your emotional trauma. It doesn't have to be in your present. It doesn't have to affect your future. You've been healed emotionally because of the blood that was shed on the brow of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say praise God for that today? Why don't you just do that? Why don't we all just do that? Put your hand on your brow and say, 
say, Father, I thank you that you are my emotional healing, Lord. You saw every hurt. You were there with every wound. You were there with everything that came against me and came to destroy me. But thank God you are my healer today emotionally. We give you praise for that today. Hallelujah. He said, I'm the God that heals and it includes your emotions. The second time the Lord Jesus' blood was shed was when he was in Caiaphas Hall. And the Bible tells us they ripped out his beard and they beat his face unmercifully until the fact that he was disfigured so much though, so much though that he was not even recognizable. Here's what I believe about that church. I believe his image was so marred and so destroyed and disfigured so that yours and my image could reflect the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that when they look at you, when they see you, they see the beauty of the Savior. Hallelujah. We've had times when Bruce and I will walk into a room and people will go, oh, and we'll, we'll wonder, what, 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 are they, what are they doing that for? And I've had people come up and say, you don't know it, but when you walked in the room, the beauty, the glory of the Lord came in the room. That's what every one of you are. You're a carrier of the beauty and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he has you here to bring the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So his blood was shed to transform you. Did you ever notice, church, when you see demonic oppression or, or, or even demonic possession on people today that their, their face becomes full of evil? It's, you see it, of course, in our day where we're seeing a proliferation, but the opposite happens when a Christian accepts the Lord Jesus Christ. The glory of the Lord comes on their face, and the beauty of Jesus is seen. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. The third time that the blood of Jesus Christ was shed was when they shoved that horrible crown of thorns on his brow, and the blood came down from his face. Of course, that brow and that, that skull at, represents our mind. Bruce and I have been there. We've been there to, to this Golgotha or Golgotha as some pronounce it, where you can actually see the form of a skull in the rock. And that is said to be the place where the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. He was healed excuse me, he, he provided healing for your mind today. Sometimes we have a, a tendency to relegate mental healing over here, but physical healing we can embrace. No, God wants you to be healed in your mind today. He said in his word that I have given you the mind of Christ. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The spirit of the Lord renews the mind. And there's no reason for you to walk in turmoil mentally. I thank God for medical science and, and for psychologists and, and all of the different medicines that are there today, but they're only learning what God has known a long, long time, that his word can bring healing for your mind. I don't share this very often, but my wife, of course, knows about it. I don't even know if Bruce will remember this and Lisa, but when I was in college, I'd grown up in a Christian home. 
baptized in the Spirit at the age of 12 and had a wonderful youth group, youth time, and I was the president of my youth group, and, and just a wonderful youth. And then I went to Bible college because I was called when I received the baptism of the Spirit to go into ministry. And all of a sudden, when I got to Bible college, my mind was attacked. And I just began to spiral down into the deepest of depression, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And the enemy began to barrage my mind with all kinds of lies and foul things he said were going to happen to me. And I truly just became bound by fear. I had to call my sweet mother in New Jersey. I, I was in Rhode Island, and she came and got me. And you know what my mother did? She began to pour the word of the living God into me. She taught me scriptures like, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. She taught me scriptures like, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, and scriptures like that, that, that we can bring down every, cast down every evil imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And little by little, as I was hearing the Word of God and I was learning the Word of God and, and embracing the Word of God, He completely delivered me from that attack. And I want to say to any of you, I believe some, some of you are going to be set free in your mind today as we pray. God is going to release you, but I got, want to tell you, Jeremiah said the Word of God is a hammer and it breaks in pieces the bondage of the enemy. Today, there's healing, there's deliverance for your mind by the word of the Lord. Even as I'm preaching it this morning, God is setting you free. He's breaking the bondage over your life. If you need healing in that area, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to admit it. Just come and know that he's a healer. That was 40-something, 40 45 years ago. He told me, you'll never be married. You'll never have a family. You'll never be successful in ministry, and God has shown him to be a liar because I've had every one of those things, and God is faithful to his word. He cannot lie. He cannot lie, church. No, he cannot lie. He said, I, I've been commanded to be blessed, and I cannot reverse it. The word of God is true. The fourth time the blood of Jesus was shed was when they whipped that horrific with, whipped him with that horrific whip that tore into the flesh and pulled out the flesh and the, even down to the bone. And of course, you know that the Bible says, with his stripes, we are healed today. Hallelujah. So if you need physical healing today, I'm going to just break in my message because the Lord just told me, put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing right now. As we sing this song, I am the God that healeth thee. I am the Lord your healer. I sent my word and healed your disease. I am the Lord your healer. Every one of those stripes you know, the medical science says that every disease can fall into 39 categories. And isn't it interesting that that's exactly the number of stripes that they would give a man? But thank God these stripes were not just to destroy. These stripes made healing flow. Hallelujah. The healing power of the blood of Jesus. You know, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Lisa sang it so beautifully, I speak Jesus. In my home growing up, 
The first one we would call was the great physician. My grandfather was an Italian preacher. He spoke very, very little English, but he spoke broken English, but he was a mighty man of God who, who God used with healing and deliverance. And so when we had a trauma or a, a problem, one day I was running, my brothers were chasing me and a flash, flashlight hit my head and I had blood pouring out of my, my brow. And I said to mom, call grandpa because we knew that grandpa would pray in the name of Jesus. In Italian, it's in the nome de Gesù. And I would say, pray, tell grandpa to come because when grandpa would pray and speak the name of Jesus, we knew that it was going to be okay. You see, church, God has given us the power of the name of Jesus Christ today. And if we call on his name, he will heal us. Can you give God praise for that today? And did you know that the blood of Jesus speaks? Hebrews 12, verse 24. You can mark it down and look it up later. Hebrews 12, 24 says, And to Jesus, the mediator, the blood of sprinkling, whose blood speaks better things than that of Abel. Now, of course, we know that when Abel was killed by his brother Cain, his blood called out for justice, called out for vengeance. But the Bible says that the blood of Jesus is speaking. It does not say spoke. We've sung many beautiful songs about the blood. The blood will never lose its power and whatever. But, it, but we sometimes think of it as it happened then. No, the Word of God tells us speaks. If you look at the tense in the verse, it speaks now, continually. So what does it speak? It speaks healing. It speaks reconciliation. It speaks restoration. In fact, that word, I am the God who heals, if you look up that word heals, it means to restore. Say restoration. Do you believe God's going to bring restoration to Belle Isle Church this morning and to your lives today? Do you believe God's going to bring a quickening and healing in the name of Jesus? So he is a God who heals, and his blood is still speaking that over yours and my hearts today. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. The fourth time the blood of Jesus Christ was shed was when they nailed those horrific spikes into his hands signifying that the work of Jesus Christ was done. Hands speak of your work. And I believe that God's hand in that moment of that passion of Jesus Christ, when he accomplished his work, was so that your hands could lay hands on the sick, as he said in the word of God, and that everything you touch could become prosperous and be made whole. Can you say praise God in the name of Jesus? Did he not say in his word, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We're going to see God do mighty, mighty miracles in these last days as we trust in his healing hand. Hallelujah. We used to sing a song, Healing in His Hands. I believe you did the solo, Lisa. Powerful song about the healing power of the hand of the Lord. But you and I are his hands extended today. Amen. Don't ever be afraid. Don't ever be ashamed or embarrassed to lay hands in the name of Jesus Christ because that touch will convey the healing power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say praise God for that? Amen. And the, the sixth time the blood was shed is when they put those spikes into his feet. 
His walk on earth was done. He was victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And here's what it means for you and I. He walked all the way to Calvary in victory so that you and I could walk all the way to glory in triumph. Hallelujah. We are not defeated. We are walking in the triumph that the Lord Jesus Christ wrought for us. Praise his holy name. Did you know that when Noah's ark landed, it landed on the 17th day of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar? Anybody aware of that? That date is very significant. When Noah and his wife and the children and all the animals came out, they landed on Mount Ararat, and Ararat means the curse is reversed. Say the curse is reversed. That happened on the 17th day of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. It was prophetic of something that would happen many hundreds of years later on the 17th day of the seventh month. Our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was crucified on the 14th day of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. But gloriously, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he rose in resurrection power, hallelujah, on the 17th day of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. And he became our heavenly ark, just like Noah's ark delivered them up to a place of curse-free ground. He lifted you, he lifted me up from all the curses of the enemy, and today we walk in victory over anything that the enemy can send our way. Give God a mighty shout of praise. Oh yes, things come. Bitter waters come. Tragedies and things that are hard to understand. But thank God he's walking with us. He's carrying us all the way to glory. Hallelujah. Paul said that you're thoroughly furnished. In other words, you've been given as a Christian everything you need to make it navigate the, the high seas. He was using a navigational term. You, you're, you've been everything you need to, to, to navigate the rough waters to make it to your destination. And I want to prophesy Belle Isle will make it to its final destination. Hallelujah. And God's spirit is going to be poured out in this place like it's never been known before because what the enemy sends for evil God will turn around and he will work it for good. Can you give Jesus a praise for that this morning? So this morning, this isn't technically a healing service, but every service where Jesus is, is a healing service. Amen. You know the doxology that we sing, praise God from whom all blessings flow? That word doxa, it's the first part of doxology. It, in the Greek language, it means the glory of God. And if you study it, you find that everything we could possibly need is in that glory. If we need healing, if we need health, if we need deliverance, if we need provision, it's all found in the glory of God. Hallelujah. And so today, the glory of God is in this room, and I know that he wants to meet your need as we continue to worship. 
One last scripture I want to give you, and then I want to pray for you. Habakkuk, the prophet Habakkuk, in chapter 3, verse 4 of that chapter said, And his glory was as the brightness, and he had horns and power coming out of his hand. But then it gives us a key to where we can find the power of God. It says, and there was the hiding of his power. The power of God, the anointing for healing and deliverance and anything we need is found in the presence of the Lord. Can you say praise God? And how do we get into the presence of the Lord? Of course, he's with us. 24-7 because His Spirit is in us. But when we worship the Lord, the Bible tells us He inhabits the praises of His people. So I want Lisa and Bruce and I to sing that song again. In fact, any of the worship team that want to come is fine with me. But we're going we're gonna to worship the Lord and believe God for your healing. Would you stand as we begin to change the order of this service? I want you to receive what God has for you here. It's no accident that he sent us today to bring this word to you of restoration and healing and comfort. And I believe some of you are going to be healed in your body Jesus said, if you ask anything, if you believe in your heart, you shall receive. That's his word, not my word. And so just like the woman who pressed through the crowd with perseverance and said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I shall be healed. That's determination, church. That's expectation. That's purpose. She knew that she needed a healing, and she knew where to find it, and it was in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe today God is going to heal.